Uh, so many great things going on. And today, I love it because it's Triumph Tuesday. It's a day where we get to kind of share and kind of talk about all those great things that you or we or the world or whatever it may be is uh, either triumphed over from last week and or in the midst of a triumph, which is pretty cool. But good morning, everyone. This is Carol Sue, a.k.a. Naughty Boss. Got to move my mic over a little bit more. Good morning, everyone, with two... Sisters, hey, good morning, everyone. It's Janice, aka Wellness Diva 5.0. And there is always something, <coughs> excuse me, to triumph over. Um, as many of you know, um, I cough a lot. And I just want to bring this up because I'm I really want to know um if anybody has any. I've tried like every remedy available. I've talked to my doctor several times I have what's called extreme dry mouth so I when I talk I cough and I'm just getting so annoyed with it mm. just one of those things and I guess if you know if that's the worst thing in a bad hair day that I have to complain about I'm doing absolutely fine but just personally for me it's annoying so if anybody has any type of remedies Good morning, Sandy. I'm just going to, you keep going. But I'm okay. going to say good morning, Sandy. But what I do want to say uh, with that is I've heard that gargling uh, helps, but also a, uh, not only gargling, but using coconut oil, which I know it's going to sound a little gross, um, but it's an old ancient Indian or whatever thing that they did. Um, which stimulates from a natural perspective and you have to kind of swish it in your mouth for they're saying uh, 10 to 20 minutes, which is a long time to swish. You don't want to use a lot. But what it does is not only kill um, help with the uh, bacteria levels within your the bad bacteria levels that are within your mouth, but it also kind of soothes that because some of it does seep down into your, you know, inevitably it's going to kind of go down to your throat a little bit. Not that you want to swallow it, you do want to spit it out. And they say to do that for 10 to 20 minutes and after you uh, want to make sure that you rinse your mouth out with just warm water. You don't want to use any like Listerine or anything after that. Um, and it just, I don't know, it's supposed to like help, help with that. Um, so I don't know if you want to try that or if you've tried that, I don't know, but that's my suggestion. Well, thank you for that suggestion. No, I have not tried that. So um, <coughs> I will certainly try it. <laughs> right. You know, and I, and I guess too, it's kind of one of those things where you're probably more self-conscious about it than anybody even realizes that you're doing it. So, you know, I, I think for some people, you know, for some it's allergy related as well. Uh, there's a lot of obviously summer months uh, is not always the best time. I do know you also have a wood burning stove. So in the winter time, that definitely probably doesn't help, which is hard because a lot of people are finding alternative ways to heat their homes, obviously because of the cost of things. So uh, I think maybe, I don't know if you've also tried a uh, humidifier adding you know humidity into the air. Uh, maybe the air is just too dry for, for your throat too, is, is my other suggestion. Okay, let's see. She's saying oil, okay, oh, great. 
Sandy says oil pooling. That's what it's called. I could not remember the darn name. Thank you, Sandy. Oil pooling helps to draw from your sinuses and balances your oral PA, pH. But I also do believe there's also, some, which that is correct, there's also some benefits of, you know, because of some of that oil seeps down into your, your lungs to help kind of soothe uh, the, the dryness of your throat. So that's supposedly one of the kind of the side benefits of it as well. But I also think, uh, you know, putting a, getting a humidifier going to add humidity versus taking humidity out, or maybe that's a deep, yeah, dehumidifier is taking the humidity out. You want to add some humidity, you need moisture. So um, there's all kinds of different apparatuses that you can even actually put on your desk, like a smaller thingy. I don't know what you call it, but you know, it, it spits out some. So I guess I am triumphing over getting amazing new tips on how to combat this issue. So thank you, thank you, thank you to Sandy. This is great, great tips to go by. Oh, absolutely, um, I love it. Always good to get great tips from, from our viewers, you know, because, uh, you know, sharing information and asking questions um, is one of the, key things and i think uh people are really triumphing over that um you know talking about what's going on in our world regarding um you know what we're constantly listening to regardless of whether even if you don't watch the news you, you know you get the news alerts and everything about the the uh, vaccinations as well as the masking and asking the questions and there was a great i gotta find it there was a great quote that a friend of mine posted let me get to it and it was so uh perfectly stated because a lot of times people get the you know they get confused uh, you know those that are say not quote towing the line or you know complying that seems to be a big word so the quote is actually from claire craig who is a british pathologist and she says, science is always a series of questions and the testing of those questions. And when we are not allowed to ask those questions, then the science is lost. And I thought that was so uh, on point because so many people um, that make choices for themselves, which you know we are blessed that we still live in a country that that's a right of ours. And we hope that that never, ever, ever goes away. It's, it's part of our constitution. Ha, seem to get a little bit more snarky to those that make a different decision. And I think at the end game should always be just because people are questioning something doesn't mean they're anti something. So a lot of what you're hearing is a lot of people that sadly, you know, have this deep driven fear of what is going on in our world and have made a choice based on that fear and if that works for them and that soothes that fear, I think that's a good thing. Um, but there's others, myself included, that does like to ask the question, does want, I, I, before I make a decision, I wanna make sure that I'm fully informed. And right now, and I can only speak for myself, I don't feel like I'm fully informed on certain things to make that decision for myself. Therefore, I have that right as part of my First Amendment right uh, to speech, to speak or whatever, but also just to ask questions. Because when you ask questions, 
that means that you really want to dig into the reasons why something is or something is not. And that's how you are able logically to make an educated decision for yourself. So I don't know where the, where the, uh, shaming now comes from because that's what's going on shaming is another big word bullying is another big word um i'm so overdone with all these words but anywho the shaming uh continues uh through news sources through even people that you engage with on social media like why don't you just do it do it for the good of all well you're asking a question and it's your right to ask that question i'm not asking you uh, why you made your choice for your decision. I respect that. I don't have to agree with it, but I still respect that it's your choice. So the same courtesy is not going both ways. And how do you triumph over that going forward? And I triumph over it by staying postured and, and still going back to exactly what this particular quote says, that that's how you lose science, you lose knowledge if you say you're not allowed to ask questions, questions how you learn. Sometimes it's not gonna, we already know that. Sometimes it's gonna be an answer that you don't wanna hear. It might uh, prove a theory or perception or opinion in your mind that is now you realize, oopsies, I was so wrong on that and that's okay. You learned something. So you're correcting how you think about something. But to now go ahead and uh, berate people, bully people, just because their choice is different from yours, uh, how do you triumph over that? And I triumph just staying postured and, and understanding, and I keep bringing it back to them as, why are my questions so, so, so annoyance to you? It, it, I'm not asking on your behalf, I'm asking on my behalf. Well, and right, and then I think the other issue too is it's more of, and I know that we've ch obviously chatted about this before, I respect everybody's decision to do what they feel is right for them, even though I may not agree with it. it. It's not for me to make that decision. It is also not for me to insinuate my beliefs or uh, it's not their job to insinuate their beliefs on what they think I should do. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's just ballooned to so much more because of all of the, um, do as I say, not as I do type of rhetoric going on um, with the government and certain people in the government, certain people having parties, you know, um, there's just too much of that going on. So there's a lot of, <laughs> there's not only um, that going on, but there's confusion with it. Because if you are not allowed to ask your medical provider or question People, by the way, such as Dr. Fauci and Dr. Collins, that are public servants, we should be allowed to ask those questions. To Absolutely. And I think part of the question questions comes from different information that's being released. That's, that's part of the problem. And I don't think people understand when you constantly are changing the narrative, Wear masks, don't wear masks. Wear a double mask, wear a triple mask, don't wear a mask. Not necessarily wear a mask. Wear, wear it indoors. Oh, now you gotta wear it outdoors. Like part of the reason why people question things is because the narrative keeps changing. And we're not talking about 
oh, after four months of studies, we decided that what we told you was incorrect because there's no accountability. They never are accountable for their missteps ever in, in uh, whether it's who's ever in front of the microphone when they're giving this information. You never hear them circling back to their original narrative and saying, oops, you know, after three months of doing research, we said uh, A, B, and C, well, guess what? We made a mistake, it's actually D. That's part of the problem, number one. But number two, the other piece to it is they change the narrative every other day. So that's why people are confused. That's why people are asking questions. And also, in addition to that, uh, yes, uh, you should be Sandy. Sandy says she's uneasy with mandates. I, I would be too. I mean, you know, when you think of a, a mandate in the sense of what we're hearing about, uh, you know, it's a scary time because with a mandate, you are giving up freedom. And that's not what our country is based on. So again, people are questioning these things. And I actually had an interesting conversation with some friends last night because they were obviously concerned about one of the mandates that they're talking about is with travel, uh, with the airlines. And, you know, my take on that, and I, and I, I, I will be the first to say, I hope I'm wrong, but think about all the chatter that's going on regarding mandates and traveling and uh, vaccination passports in New York or whatever. It always reminds me kind of, you know, the person that cries wolf, you know, they do, they do it for a specific reason to fear, put fear into other people, you know, leave you guessing, are they really going to do it? Are they not? Or is it deflecting from something bigger that's going on? And I actually think it's a combination of both. And this is my opinion, a combination of both being, because what's everyone talking about? They're all flipping out and freaking out because the other piece to that that people don't know, which is part of, I believe it's going to be some tax or part of the infrastructure bill or something. They know that if they mandate vaccination passports for travel, guess what they're going to be doing with vehicles? A lot of people don't know that this is going on, that they're going to be uh, keeping track <laughs> of your mileage and most likely you're going to be taxed a little bit higher because they know people will resort to the vehicle to get from point A to point B. A lot of people don't know that that's going on, but it is going on. There's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. Do I actually think that they're going to do a vaccination passport? No, I don't. Uh, you know, and, that, and that's a far stretch. And I understand the, and, you know, why people will say, no, that's what they're leaning towards. How can you say that? I think more the, what's really going on is the hype of the fear. They're getting the narrative and the people of the citizens of the United States and probably elsewhere, this uneasy feeling of the, of the mandate, the fear of, oh my God, how am I gonna travel? Uh, you know, what's going on in our world, our country, you know, we're not gonna be allowed to leave our homes. They're getting the fear hype up so high and to me, it's almost like it's a carrot that they're dangling. Let's see how much fear, if we get them in so much fear, they'll comply with all these other things. That's my take on it. I don't know if I'm correct. It's just something that you know I chatted about last night. And I, I hope for the world's sake that they wouldn't be playing around with people's emotions, but we know that's probably not exactly well, yeah, I mean, let's go back to March of 2020 when I believe it was Fauci. I could be wrong. So I just want to make that perfectly clear. 
that said, oh, you know, let's give it 14 days to flatten the curve. Yeah. Uh, and we're what, 511, 513 days into this? Uh, yeah, I kind of have a problem with that. Um, there's, and when, you, when you're constantly um, changing the, the narrative to silly putty it to maybe substantiate the point that you're trying to get across, meaning the fear, there's too much fear out there. And now you're, you're adding in all this other stuff. And let's go back a couple months when um, the person occupying, you know, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue over there said, well, if you do this, you can have hot dogs on July 4th. All right. Like what? There, there's too much BS and, it, you know, take the silly putty. And I just want to take the boomerang and go, Phew. in fact, remember that, I think it was you that posted it in the family chat there. That was freaking hysterical. Well, Lady, you know, humor. Lady, we, we got, I mean, in the midst of all this fear and the unknown, the uneasiness, the, the constant narrative changing, uh, humor, you have to have some humor in some of this because not that it's a, not that the situation is a laughing matter. So I don't, I don't mean, I'm not right. taking light of that. That's not what I mean. But you need a chuckle here and there because laughter, we know that laughter helps you triumph over that uneasy feeling. Laughter helps uh, release really good endorphins, which is good for your whole body, your health and wellness. So there is something to say about a good belly laugh. And, you know, sadly, if it's at the expense of the circus that's going on in DC, so be it. We didn't, you know, the people didn't create the circus. Uh, the people that were elected uh, are not considering any of their constituents in any decision that they're making. Uh, I understand now it's up to 18 Republicans that are gonna go along with this uh, first piece to the uh, infrastructure bill, which I believe is at 1.8. Uh, and then there's like another 2.7, which is, uh, I can't remember what they said, was it 30,000 pages, 10,000, pa I think that this particular package is like 10,000 pages, but then this second piece to the, you know, that they're kind of meandering in as part of this bill or infrastructure bill, which is like the part two, I guess, uh, is like 30,000, that's what they're predicting. And the weird thing, well, not the weird thing, most people don't understand because who wants to go through 10,000 pages? Well, the people that we elected should be going through the 10,000 pages. That is less than 25% of the bill, the pork, the dollars. It actually has to do with infrastructure. The, the other 75% has nothing to do with infrastructure. So I don't even know why they're, that would be a good question to ask DC. Why do you call it an infrastructure bill when it's not even a quarter of the money that's going to be used for infrastructure? Don't you think well, that would be, be a great question to ask? Not that we would get an answer, of course, because we're just the minions. We're just the little American minions. We have no say yeah. in the So how do you triumph over that, Jan? How would you, knowing the mouthful that I just gave you <laughs> of what's going on and what we're chatting about, how would you specifically triumph over that? What would you do to like get over that fear 
like Sandy's talking about, you know, this uneasy thing about mandate. She's so nervous. And I, I, I agree with it. There's so many people that are right in her shoes. I, I am not in fear of it because I truly believe uh, and that they're playing this crazy fear game. I do believe that they are playing a fear game that is evident to me, but how I would go, get over it or how I would deal with it is just one day at a time. If I want to go to an establishment that I know is going to require me to <laughs> wear a mask as soon as I walk in and then I'm able to take my mask off when I sit at the table, then that's, that's what I do. That's what I choose to do. Um, if I travel to Philly again by myself on the train, I have to wear a mask. I'm mandated to do that. Of course, I am going to do that. Personally, everybody knows I hate the word mandate. So I have to take that in context of what am I willing for me, not for anybody else, what am I willing to do to get where I need to go or to do what I need to do? I am not going to let fear dictate what I am going to do in either situation. So <laughs> I just go with the flow as to what is happening. But for me personally, um, I will never ever um, mandate or insinuate how I operate to suit somebody else's needs. I just won't do that. Right. And a lot of people have asked me because they know I think I'm about to take my 29th flight or 30th flight. I don't even know how I lost count since this whole pandemic started. And a lot of people are astounded by that. And they say, how do you deal with the whole mask issue. When I said easy, uh, you know, you, I, I personally do not wear it at the airport. I wear it at the gate. Um, I've never been questioned and there'll be maybe a time where I will be questioned. Uh, if I, it's important to me to get to that destination, which usually when you're taking a flight, it's important for you to get to that destination. Of course, I'm going to uh, adhere to, I'd rather use the word adhere to comply because comply just sounds so communist in my brain. So I would adhere to that, but I also uh, am pretty flexible uh, because, you know, I, I crack up, you know, I've been on flights where literally I was the only person on a flight in the very beginning of the pandemic. I was the only one on the flight or one of three. Sometimes it was one of five, uh, but the first probably six flights, nobody, you know, everyone was really in lockdown mode. So I've seen it from that perspective and to be at an international airport, one that is so big that there's nobody around. It's, it's deserted. It's a very strange and odd feeling. I've kind of documented that journey, which I'm, I'm still working. I'm finishing uh, documenting and I don't know when the end date is because it kind of depends on what's going on with the world. But anywho, you are allowed to uh, lower your mask to eat and drink that is acceptable you are allowed to do that on the airplane uh so my suggestion would be just make sure you're eating and drinking as much as you can hold it depending on you know uh the the uh time and hours that you're on that actual flight of course there's bathrooms so you can relieve yourself i would be eating and drinking the entire time and i have uh you know because i'm one where i just do not think it's healthy to have something over your face at all times. Now, again, it's appropriate in the right 
setting that is a very clean sterile setting which would be an operating room we know that but we also know that there's plenty of medical professions that disagree with what the CDC and the, I think it's the NIH are recommending. Uh, there was a great doctor, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, I will find that information out, who just did a presentation recently uh, talking about that very item, which a, many, a lot of people have been sharing. Of course, they've had to rename it because of, you know, big tech doing their old S thing, C thing. Yeah, C thing, I'm gonna say S first. Sounds like, something but it's something else so i'll leave it at that but there are ways that you can make it work for you you know to take that break uh with wearing the thing over your face uh while you are in flight i was really uh you know you had mentioned uh what was going on at martha's vineyard this weekend I have no issues with, you know, somebody celebrating their 60th birthday. It is a big milestone. And I don't even care that the, the, the island was inundated. I, tr I truly don't. It was outdoors. Uh, you know, everyone's like, do as I say, not as I do. Of course, that, that goes on uh, anywhere. So I don't, I don't have an issue with it. Again, was anyone arrested? Because there are some, some things going on in the state of Massachusetts, you know, so nobody was, uh, the gov local government didn't seem to really have a big problem with it. And, you know, this is par for the course. So I'm not gonna waste my energy talking about that because there's bigger, bigger and better things and more important things than talking about uh, someone's 60th birthday party. But it is a big milestone, so kudos. Let them celebrate, do their thing and whatever. It doesn't interfere with my life, I don't care, whatever. Right, and you know, I feel the same way. That's certainly, it is a milestone and awesome and that's awesome i think where that may come into play is that um i think he's 44 is num when you support who's presently at 1600 but you do something like that <laughs> it is what it is so does he really support <laughs> that would be the another good question well, yeah, I, so, I, I firmly believe that that family that's in Martha's Vineyard, while they're part of the, the vicious cycle of some things, they realize that there's a circus going on in 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue as well. I mean, I don't know the one person that does it unless you are totally blind. So yeah, there's a circus, there's a circus in town. Yeah. There's a circus in town. So happy birthday. Happy 60th. Yeah. Rock it out. Yeah. Which he looked like he had a blast and you know what? Kudos to him. He had a blast. I, like it's, it's irrelevant in my life and I don't really, I don't really care. And next year we will be in California for our niece's birthday, which is yeah. a couple days after my 60th. Like you should not even have a pout on your face. That's a number. And, uh, you don't look that, that age. Wasn't, that wasn't a pout. We talk about everyone who says that oh, you don't look that age. Well, what is sixty supposed to look like? Is what I ask. Oh my God, you look so good for your age. Well, thank you. What am I supposed to look like at sixty? In my case, sixty-three. Uh, I don't know. Are you implying that sixty-three-year-olds look bad or sixty-year-olds look bad? I, you know, I, I think that's kind of funny. 
I mean, I obviously take it, it's a nice compliment. Right, right, exactly. What, what is somebody 60 supposed to look like? Absolutely. And on that note, um, Triumph Tuesday, always triumph over those small victories, the mini victories, the big victories, share them with everyone and know that you can make a difference on a Triumph Tuesday. Tomorrow we, be, we will be going um, on at 9 a.m. We do have a guest and we're really excited to have her on. And my name is Janice, AKA Wellness Diva 5.0 and I'm with two sisters and this is carol so aka nani boss about to get some movement on i hope you guys try whatever that triumph is remember what we always say doesn't matter how big the triumph is it's still big even though you think it might be small celebrate it celebrate it that you did good that you worked through whatever you were like trying to push through and that's a triumph we all should be celebrating each other because when we're all celebrating each other that puts us in a good mood we feel excited and guess what it's the driving force that moves us on to the next stepping stone to have another triumph so you guys have a great day we will see you tomorrow with that guest at 9 a.m for wealth wellness wednesday you guys have a great tuesday take care bye everyone